Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. This week was a really chill but really nice week, and I hope everybody else had a good week as well. Um, This week was Blue's birthday, and he doesn't like to make a huge, huge fuss of his birthday. He genuinely and generally likes to just not do anything and just like stay at home um, he's always on the go always traveling always working he's always you know doing something with the boys taking care of them tending to me at this point and <laughs> he doesn't really take a whole lot of time off for himself so on that day he kind of even forces his own hand to just like do nothing and have nothing on the calendar um, and he does definitely doesn't like to make a big fuss but there's just no way I was gonna let any birthday really but especially his 40th birthday go by without doing a little something for him so actually a couple weeks ago um, I took him to get a facial Uh, we both got facials at this place called face Hoss. Um, they're kind of like a I hate to say like a chain place but they have multiple locations um, here in California and outside of California and I've been there a few times but it's been a while so it was really nice to just go and just relax and get pampered and um, he, I know he really really enjoyed it he has like great skin anyway um, but it's just nice to just relax and get a little extra attention he definitely fell asleep during the <laughs> during the um facial um I was like two chairs away from him and the lady was like oh I think your boyfriend fell asleep I was like good he needs to like relax and then like rest so um you know Blue's whole thing is if there's something that I want to do for him or vice versa like he doesn't he doesn't see the point in waiting for like a special day to do it so like if there's a trip we want to do or there's like an activity or something you know he wants to get me um you know or if I want to take him somewhere his thing is like okay well let's do it this week let's plan it you know let's just do it now um don't wait for like the day of you know like let's not you know if we want to do something special you know like as a couple like we're not going to wait till valentine's day let's do it now so i'm trying to like meet him halfway on certain things because it's like certain days are special and you want to like commemorate and special and 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 celebrate them um but i get what he's saying it's like you know carpe diem like seize the day tomorrow's not promised you know why put it off when you can you know do it right now plus his schedule is pretty hectic so i can kind of see why he would feel that way because you know, we could have something planned and then he gets an audition or, you know, he, he books something and, you know, we have to replan anyway. So why not do it right now this week or whenever it is when we actually have the time and it doesn't make it less special just because the date on the calendar doesn't say something specific. So I'm, I'm warming up to his idea. 
but I'm definitely trying to get him a little more acclimated to going all out and doing something special and allowing, you know, other people to do something nice for him because I know that's not something that he's used to. But when you get someone like Blue who is just so selfless and just so hardworking and is always looking out for other people and doing for others, like that's the kind of person you want to like pour into and do nice things for um, just because they deserve it. So he definitely deserved that facial number one. Um, and then I took him to Mastro's this week and it was really nice. We went to the downtown Mastro's. I know my mom and I usually go to the Malibu one. Usually like we're just like so fancy, right? But those, that's the one we've gone to a couple times now. And this one is downtown, like off of Figueroa and, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's the same food. It's still delicious, but the vibe in there is a little different. Um, I feel like they're a little more lax with the dress code because Blue had never been and I and he kind of forgot what like I told him where we were going and but he kind of forgot like what like it was like more like upscale nice you know at least business casual kind of dress so when he he sent me a picture the day of like is this cool to wear later and it looked like he was going to the beach he looked super cute but it was like no no so I like made this big thing about how he needs to be wearing like slacks and like a button up because I'm wearing like a nice dress blah 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 and then we get there and we get seated and you know there's people there who are dressed nice guys have their you know their button ups and some have some suits on ladies have their nice dress and like their heels and they look really great then you start seeing like a couple people with jeans but they have like you know some nice shoes on and they have like a nice blouse or a nice shirt um so it's like okay but and now I think of it I think they sat us in the negro section because there was a lot of black people over there but anyway um (laughs) the there was some guys I noticed who were wearing like jerseys and baggy jeans and fitted like um sports team caps girls with like ripped jeans and like flip-flops uh blue pointed out that when we walked in I didn't even notice them but I guess they had just come out there was like a group of like tourist looking people with some Hawaiian shirts that had just dined in there and then what really was like I'm like okay all that aside because they do have a, a dress code on their website, but they really highlight like nothing, no revealing, overly revealing clothing, you know, just don't make it too casual. Like, you know, you're not at the gym. And this girl who was behind us, she had like one of those, like, you know, um, one of those track suits, but they were shorts and like the top was cropped and it was hot pink and her booty cheeks were out as she was sitting there in the chair. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure they can maybe let jeans slide. It's like the middle of the week. Maybe they're like more strict on the weekends, but you know, I'm trying to eat my ribeye and her booty cheeks are just out staring at me behind uh, Blue's head. And I'm just like, okay. I, he could have definitely worn what he was originally planning to wear and he still would have been more dressed than some of the other people. So I just thought that was kind of weird. So I don't know if they pick and choose, you know, maybe they just don't care. I don't know. But I like the the, the Malibu one. Number one has a better view. Um, and it, I, it just feels like people are just more in touch with 
the the dress code and I don't know if that's because they're strict because I would never show up trying to push the limits of it anyway so I don't know if they really turn people away or people just tend to just dress nicer at that location but I think I prefer it but overall the food was really really good I was prepared to just like because when me and my mom go out we're just like oh we'll take two of this we'll take that we'll take this we'll take this like because we don't go there often but you know blue is a little more conservative and he you know with the spending even though it's mine he just doesn't see the point in like spending a ton of money on like one meal and you know he's just a little more like money responsible than I am and to me I'm just like man you can't take it with you so <laughs> so I think we have like a nice little balance going but he did you know kind of relax and let me treat him and he really really enjoyed it it was really really nice and um yeah so he had a great birthday overall so if he was happy I was definitely happy um you know this uh his actual birthday was Friday um the 11th and um but he had to go to Florida get some things settled and bring his youngest son back because he starts school on Monday and you know I um offered to help with some school supplies for him and I'm like I was really first of all Blue was like yeah he might need a new trapper keeper I was like, what the f is a trapper keeper? And I, I, I'm sure I've heard that before, but in the moment I was like, what the hell is that? So I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it's like a, like a big binder with like where you put your papers and your folders and stuff like with dividers and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like looking online, I'm looking at Target and stuff. And I'm like, dang, what do, what do kids need? And I was like, has it been that long? I was like, yeah, I think it, I think it has been that long. And even when I was at the age of needing school supplies, like I wasn't like, I didn't have a whole big hand in it. It was just like my mom I was like pushing it like let's get you this let's get you that you need this you need that and then I forgot how it works I'm like do you do the kids get a list before they go to school is that how it worked do we get a list before and then like we already had everything we needed or did we get basic stuff and then get more like get a list once we start school of like all the specific little things that we need I feel like it could go either way, but I forgot. So, but once I got, you know, into a rhythm, I was like, okay. So, because <laughs> I remember having multiple class periods, and I liked having different binders for each period, or maybe one binder for like math and science, and then one for English and history and you kind of combine them or whatever um but I wasn't really sure how how it is these days or how it is at his son's school so I was just kind of like taking a stab in the dark and you know I didn't want to have to burden blue too much with it so um I just got him like some highlighters and some pens and um what else did I get um the like the refillable paper the three-hole punch college rule paper so he can fill up each of the the binders um and some like white out just like some general things I originally um offered to get him a backpack and I was like dang this must be really just what it's like dealing with teenagers because like two weeks ago I asked him I texted him I said hey sweetie you know I I want to get you a new backpack you know in time for school 
Um, so just let me know, you know, if you have your eye on one and we, you know, I'll try to get that for you. Like maybe you can look on Amazon because I'm just thinking a regular old jam sport, right? <laughs> so that was like two weeks ago and I didn't hear anything for like a week. And then I pinged him again, like, Hey, you thought about your backpack? And he's like, Oh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm at a party right now, but I'll text you back. And I'm like, okay. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, like a few more days go by and, you know, school's right around the corner. So I'm like, hey, buddy, I, I was like, I didn't want to put my foot down, but I was like, I, I can't be too chill. It's like, I am an adult. He's a kid. Let me just be like, okay, look, I want to help you with your backpack. If you could let me know by the end of day today, that'd be great. So then he did, but he sent me this backpack the specialty backpack, it's like $100, right? Granted, it's super cute. I could see why it would be $100. But at this point, we're like four days away from Monday. We're not, you know, it's just, there's no way it's going to get here. But the kicker was he sent the backpack after two weeks of me asking. And he's like, yeah, uh, they sell out super quick. So if you could get it ASAP, uh, that'd be great. And I'm like, ASAP? I was like, ASAP was two weeks ago, buddy. I was like, you this backpack is not getting here by Monday. But, you know, Maybe later on, I'll, I'll get it for him. But I was like, $100? And then I ran it by Blue, of course. He was like, what? What kind of backpack is this? He was like, you're supposed to be able to get a bunch of supplies for $100. So um, he was like, yeah, he's going to be waiting for that backpack. He was like, wait until it goes on sale. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So his birthday's in September. So maybe I'll get it for him next month and like surprise him. But he said he had a backpack that he could just kind of reuse in the meantime. So I was like, okay, let me get you the the, the basic essential stuff. Cause I, I know Blue probably didn't have time to get it. So I got that for him. I'll get that to him tomorrow and he should be all set. So it, it seems like the kids are going back to school like much earlier. I swear when I was in school, we were going back to school after Labor Day. That's kind of like in my mind, that was like the end of summer. And I swear we were going back after Labor Day. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, mid August seems very, very soon. And it doesn't seem like they're getting out of school any earlier. It still seems like school ends in June. So I'm like, dang, you just have like part of June, all of July, and then a couple weeks in August. It felt like we had damn near three whole months of summer when I was a kid. Like, is this is this different? I it just it just seems so strange. When did that shift happen? Because then it feels like the the teachers get shortchanged too. Because you're you know, uh, summer is supposed to be their break as well. And it seems like they're probably really rushed, right, to get like their curriculum and get everything in order before they start back. Like, when do they get a break? And don't get me started on summer school, because if you get summer school, I had summer school a lot. I'm sorry to say, but I had summer school a lot. And when I was younger, obviously, it was a bummer to have summer school because I think it was like six weeks or something like that or however long it was. But even with summer school, it felt like we still had like a good month left of summer after that to enjoy. But now if they're going back so soon, like imagine if you have summer school, like you're in summer school and then you probably got like two weeks and then you're back at regular school. So 
I mean, obviously you can avoid going to summer school, but if you have to, you know, that just doesn't seem like enough time. And then this lady came into my, my job, one of the customers, and she was like, she was a teacher. She was saying how, you know, the all, like, they don't get as much time off for the holidays anymore. I guess they're only allotted so many weeks and they have to like divide it up accordingly to cover for Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then like New Year's and then they need like a little bit of time for um, for spring break. But she said they're really only working with like four weeks for the year that they have to divvy up. So she said they used to get two two weeks or so for the holidays, but now it's like whittled down to one or partial, I think, depending on how it falls. So I don't know what the hell is going on, but back in my day, when you got your breaks, your spring breaks, your summer, um, the holiday time was like the best, you know, it, was, it felt like two or three weeks almost. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a a reason for it but I and I obviously I haven't really given it much thought I don't have any kids of my own but you know now that I'm with blue and I'm seeing how things are operating I'm like wow that's really really different so anywho hope he has a a great a great year this year and shout out to all the parents of all the kids who were gearing up to go to school because um I'm you know I just had a small tiny and significant part in like the getting ready for school festivities and I'm just like damn this shit is expensive and it's 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 needed in a rush so god bless you all that have to deal with it all the time (laughs) all right now I swear I am not trying to make this pod a, a solely a movie review movie topic show okay I'm supposed to be talking about all of the above I know it (laughs) but my god I just wanted to touch on just there's a lot of promo and press happening for the upcoming remake of uh, live action remake rather of Snow White and it's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. It's really rubbing me the wrong way. Um, the way the star of that is um, promoting it. And it's really crazy. So the actress who's going to be Snow White, her name is Rachel Ziegler. She, um, she's been in a few things. I The first time I actually watched one of her movies was when she did, funny enough, the remake of West Side Story and she played Maria um so she can kind of sing she's not the best she can act I guess she's not she's she's really underwhelming anytime I've seen her um but somehow she got this role of Snow White and you know uh pictures on set have begun to be released and you know she's been doing other red carpet events and things like that and they're starting to ask her uh Gal Gadot is that her name um Superwoman she uh is it Superwoman Wonder Woman is she Wonder Woman Hold please. Okay, I had to look it up real quick. Yeah, she was Wonder Woman. So, um, they're the two stars. I'm assuming she's the evil queen in Snow White. And, you know, so they're being asked on the red carpet, you know, what we can expect with this movie and what they think of it, blah, 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 blah. So, 
I swear, Rachel Ziegler, I don't know if they are putting her up to this or if she thinks she's supposed to say these things, but she's completely crapping on the legacy of Snow White. Now, Snow White is not like my favorite princess. It's not my favorite story, but we all know it, okay? And it was Disney's first animated feature film. So, you know, for classics, you know, reasons, like it's just one of those just just nostalgic and just heartwarming stories, you know? And the original story is not a whole lot to it. Um, the the Wicked Queen, she um, tries to have Snow White, who's her stepdaughter. Um, she's really, really jealous of how beautiful she is. She tries to have her killed. Um, she really discovers that Snow White is actually still alive and she's been hiding in a cottage with seven dwarfs and, you know, who are like little miners. And um, so she disguises herself as an old beggar woman and she brings a poison apple to Snow White who eats it like an idiot. And then she falls asleep. Um, You know, it's like a death-like sleep. And then um, it can only be broken by a kiss from the prince. Which is kind of silly because if you're going to curse someone, why have like the anti-curse available in the form of a kiss? Especially if she's super duper beautiful. But anyway, so that's the story. Now, Rachel Ziegler has been going on this campaign of really driving home the point that the remake of Snow White is going to be completely turned on its head and opposite of what the 1937 film was about. She's really been driving home the point that it's not 1937 anymore. (laughs) You know, she's not going to be trying to find true love. She's going to be trying to be the leader that her father always told her she could be. She's going to be brave and true. And, you know, like we're going to get with the times, you know, she's not going to just be waiting around for a prince. And I'm like, waiting around she was asleep like what are you talking about she wasn't really going out to seek a prince like the prince saved her life like I don't really understand that point but I feel like you know Disney has been trying to just way too hard to girl boss some of these characters from the past when in reality they could just create new storylines to portray characters where you know in an original way if they want to drive these messages home um Rachel Ziegler is really you know she seems really anti Snow White she revealed that when she was a kid she saw it like once and she was afraid of it and she never watched it again until she got this role. Um, she's been interviewed basically saying that she deserved more money for the role. So she's really just doing it for money. She doesn't even like the story. And, you know, she's just kind of like rolling her eyes and pissing on the original structure of the of the story. Um, and she seems just very smug and just full of herself about it. And just so... I don't know, it's just something about her and Gal Gal Gadot, but it's really Rachel Ziegler is driving at home because they're really asking her these questions because she is Snow White. Um, But it kind of seems like she just needed a check. And, you know, maybe I don't like I said, I don't know if they painted this picture for her to go out there and to make people believe like, you know, this version is going to be better and then it's tackling all these issues and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. 
but it's not coming off well and I, I've seen a lot of comments of people like not even really interested in this film anymore she's kind of single-handedly you know bombing this film before it even hits the box office I love to hate watch things so I will probably see it not in theaters but just to see you know this big uh earth you know shattering performance of hers in this really super important girl boss snow white movie um because i'm sure it's gonna flop and i don't know why disney didn't learn their lesson from aladdin aladdin was terrible um for a lot of reasons but i i really particularly disliked the underlying storyline of princess jasmine wanting to become sultan um and wanting to rise up in power in that way. There's nothing wrong with that, but why not create, again, an original film, animated or otherwise, where the princess wants to rise above maybe the patriarchy standards of her kingdom and she wants to become sultan herself. Let that be a whole feature film. Don't have a watered down kind of undercurrent of this storyline, you know, amongst a bigger picture that you know we're we're not even checking for anyway we want to go and we want to see a live version of what we love we don't need to see this extra stuff and i feel like for that it was just it was just silly and then in the original um princess jasmine she didn't even she wanted to completely abandon being in the in the in the palace and being noble and all that completely she wanted a normal life so for her in the live action to suddenly want to be you know knee deep in that life running the you know running the 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 kingdom that just doesn't really make any sense so I think Disney is just trying to pander at this point. I think that, you know, they are wanting to make sure that they, I guess, I don't know, because I know there's probably people who have issues with some of these Disney princess movies and, you know, why do they always have to find love and why do they have to be waiting for the prince to be saved and they can save themselves, blah, blah, blah. And I guess that's true, but these movies were already made. And if you want to, you know, separate from some of those kind of dated messages that some of them portray, and they do then why reboot them? Because if you reboot them, we're going to see them for a certain reason. You know, why not just create your own stories? And then I kind of think that, you know, they're making it seem like women, fictional or otherwise, can't have it all it's like if you want to have power if you want to be ruling a kingdom or if you want to whatever it is it's like you can only have that if you give up love that that doesn't really make sense to me um you know romance and women's empowerment can coexist i think if they push the idea that like it can't or it shouldn't i think that's ignorant and part of the problem anyway why can't she have both you know she could wake up get kissed by this prince they get married they one day become king and queen of the kingdom and she rules 
alongside him. She doesn't fall to the background. She could be powerful in that way. And even if someone doesn't want to rule, maybe they don't want to be in charge. Maybe they do want to just find love. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that the way Rachel Ziegler is pushing this narrative of how crappy the original Snow White is, I, I, just, I just don't know why she would do that. If she wants, um, you know, people to come and see it, I I don't particularly feel she even enjoyed making this movie. It seems like she didn't really get paid enough, but her contract locked her in, and you know now she's stuck and she's just saying whatever flies out of her mouth. But she has a very punchable face, especially with the shit that's coming out of her mouth, and I'm just I'm just so over her. And I have a strong feeling that she's not only tanking this movie, but she is tanking her uh, potential prospects for future um, future films, future projects. Um, she is uh, going to be in um, the new Hunger Games, which I am excited about, but not just for her. There's a lot of heavy hitters in that movie, including Viola Davis. But... Um, you know, I'll, I'll ignore it. I'll still go see it. But she's not like she's one of the leads, I guess, but she's not like the lead. So but I think that once this movie comes out, it's going to be very detrimental to her career. And I think that's a little unfortunate. Um, I hope they didn't put her up to this. I, I hope that her PR team didn't tell her to play up the whole you know, Snow White isn't going to be this and this. She's going to be that and that kind of thing um, because they really set her up to fail, I think. Or she's just not delivering the message correctly because, like I said, she just sits up there with her legs crossed and her face just, uh, you know, scrunched up. She's just disgusted by the original Snow White. And then you see other celebrities who have portrayed you know the princesses at this time Halle Bailey when she talks about the little mermaid it was one of her favorites growing up and she can see a little bit of herself in the character you know and you could tell she really enjoyed it I know um, Emma Watson when she was beauty um, she was Belle in Beauty and the Beast I know she could identify with certain aspects of her character and she adored the movie growing up and you know there was like a link and there was a charm and a, and a charisma attached to it and it made you want to go see it we're all going to see Disney movies for the magic and to escape and you know I'm not really relying on Disney movies to turn me in a normal ray <laughs> I'm not that's not what I'm here for um so sometimes it's okay to leave things as they are um or create new and improved and original storylines that we can also enjoy you know if that's something that they want to push as well people will go see that but keep the keep the originals as they are I think you know I I, I know I've talked about all the reboots and the remakes that are going on and I think that's problematic in itself but when you start picking at the threads of what makes it you know what it is I, I think that's when the trouble starts and I hope they start to realize that I can't imagine this movie making a whole lot of money and there's also a lot of <laughs> um, 
anger <laughs> and you know intense discussion in the dwarfism community because you know I guess Disney's gonna have to make a decision like with uh, casting uh, for the seven doors it's like are they gonna use actual actors with dwarfism or are they gonna do CGI or whatever and I think they're going the route of you know actually hiring actors with dwarfism and um i know henry uh, excuse me peter dinklage <laughs> i was gonna say henry winkler peter dinklage um you know he's a very very well-known actor with dwarfism he was on game of thrones he's been in a lot of other things um things that have nothing you know he's he's had some roles that have nothing to do with him being you know um a little person um and you know he's i guess he's paving the way for some but he's still like one of the most well-known that i know now he had an issue with this movie getting made in the vein of you know portraying dwarves on on screen um he called it backwards actually um, he said, quote, literally no offense to anyone, but I was a little taken aback when they were proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the, the story of Snow White and the seven dwarfs. He said, take a step back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. He said, you're progressive in one way, but then you're still making that effing backwards story about seven doors living in a cave together. What the hell are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. He said, I don't know which studio that is, but they were so proud of it. All love and respect to the actress and all the people who thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like, what are you doing? Now, Disney responded to that and they said that, you know, they're going to be taking a different approach with the seven characters and they've been consulting with members of the dwarfism community and they look forward to sharing more, you know, details as it gets closer to the release date. And, um, you know, there's some other actors who have actual issues with what Peter um, Dinklage said. Um, They said that he could be making things more difficult for dwarf actors and they're kind of upset that he has become like the face and the voice for the entire community I mean if you're an actor with dwarfism it's like not that you have to just settle for Santa's elf or you know other stereotypical things like that but you know seven doors is in the title so that's an opportunity for seven actors to be in this film that's not going to be you know a slouch of a film it's going to be a big budget it's going to be a big deal and it's going to have great exposure but I guess there are their their argument is that it's a little bit hypocritical and a little selfish of him because he could be taking an opportunity away from other people who have dwarfism it's like they're not you know all striking goal like he did with the with a show like game of thrones um but also for some reason him being like the spokesperson he he could be taking the roles away that were set in stone for seven dwarf actors um and this could be uh, kind of have like a negative adverse effect with other productions and other you know projects that could be in the works that may want to use actors with dwarfism because they might be afraid to include them they may go the cgi route or change it completely for fear of being attacked for being uh derogatory (laughs) you know what i mean like it's it's you have to really 
like walk on eggshells these days with things that you do but I feel like you know like it like they, like he says like it's in the title you know I think that's seven unique roles and then he kind of you know minimized the story and the the roles that they played they didn't live in a cave they lived in a cottage they worked hard they were minors they were individuals um they were they looked out for Snow White they guided her they protected her and you know they're kind of like seven father figures to her so for him to just kind of whittle it down to a bunch of little people living in the woods in a cave like that was a little insulting too so like I see what they were saying um so we'll see how Disney navigates that they're no stranger to backlash or anything so you know I'm sure they'll work it out but it's just this movie just has too much negative buzz about it already for it to be what I think is going to be lackluster anyway so we'll see how that goes I didn't want to take up a whole lot of time with yet another movie you know two cents but I just had to because this Rachel Ziegler girl is really like making my skin crawl so if you have time I would just google her real quick just to see some clips to see what I'm talking about because she's just so so smug you know and it's just it's just not a good look you know she doesn't she doesn't come off as relatable she comes off as ungrateful for this role I mean how many other girls could have done this you know and she's representing for you know girls of color and it's just it's just not a good look so I'll be following that closely um I didn't have a whole laundry list of things to talk about this week so I think I'm gonna wrap it up here guys thanks so much for tuning in I'll catch you guys next week have a good one bye Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.